Case One A Psychical Invasion Part Six of John Silence. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Draconis John Silence by Algernon Blackwood. Case One Part Six A Psychical Invasion. It all seemed so rapid and uncalculated after that. The events that took place in this little modern room at the top of Putney Hill between midnight and sunrise, that Dr. Silence was hardly able to follow and remember it all. It came about with such uncanny swiftness and terror. The light was so uncertain, the movements of the black cat so difficult to follow on the dark carpet, and the doctor himself so weary and taken by surprise that he found it almost impossible to observe accurately or to recall afterwards precisely what it was he had seen or in what order the incidents had taken place he never could understand what defective vision on his part made it seem as though the cat had duplicated itself at first and then increased indefinitely so that there were at least a dozen of them darting silently about the floor leaping softly on to the chairs and tables passing like shadows from the open door to the end of the room all black as sin with brilliant green eyes flashing fire in all directions it was like the reflections from a score of mirrors placed round the walls at different angles nor could he make out at the time why the size of the room seemed to have altered grown much larger and why it extended away behind him where ordinarily the wall should have been the snarling of the enraged and terrified collie sounded sometimes so far away the ceiling seemed to have raised itself so much higher than before and much of the furniture had changed in appearance and shifted marvellously it was all so confused and confusing as though the little room he knew had become merged and transformed into the dimensions of quite another chamber that came to him with its hosts of cats and its strange distances in a sort of vision but these changes came about a little later and at a time when his attention was so concentrated upon the proceedings of smoke and the collie that he only observed them as it were subconsciously and the excitement the flickering candlelight the distress he felt for the collie and the distorting atmosphere of fog were the poorest possible allies to careful observation at first he was only aware that the dog was repeating his short dangerous bark from time to time snapping viciously at the empty air a foot or so from the ground once indeed he sprang upwards and forwards working furiously with teeth and paws and with a noise like wolves fighting but only to dash back the next minute against the wall behind him then after lying still for a bit he rose to a crouching position as though to spring again snarling horribly and making short half-circles with lowered head and smoke all the while meowed piteously by the window as though trying to draw the attack upon himself then it was that the rush of the whole dreadful business seemed to turn aside from the dog and direct itself upon his own person the collie had made another spring and fallen back with a crash into the corner where he made noise enough in his savage rage to waken the dead before he fell to whining and then finally lay still and directly afterwards the doctor's own distress became intolerably acute he had made a half movement forward to come to the rescue 
when a veil that was denser than mere fog seemed to drop down over the scene draping room walls animals and fire in a mist of darkness and folding also about his own mind other forms moved silently across the field of vision forms that he recognized from previous experiments and welcomed not unholy thoughts began to crowd into his brain sinister suggestions of evil presented themselves seductively ice seemed to settle about his heart and his mind trembled he began to lose memory memory of his identity of where he was of what he ought to do the very foundations of his strength were shaken his will seemed paralyzed and it was then that the room filled with this horde of cats all dark as the night all silent all with lamping eyes of green fire the dimensions of the place altered and shifted he was in a much larger space the whining of the dog sounded far away and all about him the cats flew busily to and fro silently playing their tearing rushing game of evil weaving the pattern of their dark purpose upon the floor he strove hard to collect himself and remember the words of power he had made use of before in similar dread positions where his dangerous practice had sometimes led but he could recall nothing consecutively a mist lay over his mind and memory he felt dazed and his forces scattered the deeps within were too troubled for healing power to come out of them it was glamour of course he realized afterwards the strong glamour thrown upon his imagination by some powerful personality behind the veil but at the time he was not sufficiently aware of this and as with all true glamour was unable to grasp where the true ended and the false began he was caught momentarily in the same vortex that had sought to lure the cat to destruction through its delight and threatened utterly to overwhelm the dog through its terror there came a sound in the chimney behind him like wind booming and tearing its way down the windows rattled the candle flickered and went out the glacial atmosphere closed round him with the cold of death and a great rushing sound swept by overhead as though the ceiling had lifted to a great height he heard the door shut far away it sounded he felt lost shelterless in the depths of his soul yet still he held out and resisted while the climax of the fight came nearer and nearer he had stepped into the stream of forces awakened by pender and he knew that he must withstand them to the end or come to a conclusion that it was not good for a man to come to something from the region of utter cold was upon him and then quite suddenly through the confused mists about him there slowly rose up the personality that had been all the time directing the battle some force entered his being that shook him as the tempest shakes a leaf and close against his eyes clean level with his face he found himself staring into the wreck of a vast dark countenance a countenance that was terrible even in its ruin for ruined it was and terrible it was and the mark of spiritual evil was branded everywhere upon its broken features eyes face and hair rose level with his own and for a space of time he never could properly measure or determine these two a man and a woman looked straight into each other's visages and down into each other's hearts and john silence the soul with the good unselfish motive 
held his own against the dark discarnate woman whose motive was pure evil and whose soul was on the side of the dark powers it was the climax that touched the depth of power within him and began to restore him slowly to his own he was conscious of course of effort and yet it seemed no superhuman one for he had recognized the character of his opponent's power and he called upon the good within him to meet and overcome it the inner forces stirred and trembled in response to his call they did not at first come readily as was their habit for under the spell of glamour they had already been diabolically lulled into inactivity but come they eventually did rising out of the inner spiritual nature he had learned with so much time and pain to awaken to life and power and confidence came with them he began to breathe deeply and regularly and at the same time to absorb into himself the forces opposed to him and to turn them to his own account by ceasing to resist and allowing the deadly stream to pour into him unopposed he used the very power supplied by his adversary and thus enormously increased his own for the spiritual alchemy he had learned he understood that force ultimately is everywhere one and the same it is the motive behind that makes it good or evil and his motive was entirely unselfish he knew provided he was not first robbed of self-control how vicariously to absorb these evil radiations into himself and change them magically into his own good purposes and since his motive was pure and his soul fearless they could not work him harm thus he stood in the main stream of evil unwittingly attracted by pender deflecting its course upon himself and after passing through the purifying filter of his own unselfishness these energies could only add to his store of experience of knowledge and therefore of power and as his self-control returned to him he gradually accomplished this purpose even though trembling while he did so yet the struggle was severe and in spite of the freezing chill of the air the perspiration poured down his face then by slow degrees the dark and dreadful countenance faded the glamour passed from his soul the normal proportions returned to walls and ceiling the forms melted back into the fog and the whirl of rushing shadow-cats disappeared whence they came and with the return of the consciousness of his own identity john silence was restored to the full control of his own will-power in a deep modulated voice he began to utter certain rhythmical sounds that slowly rolled through the air like a rising sea filling the room with powerful vibratory activities that whelmed all irregularities of lesser vibrations in its own swelling tone he made certain sigils gestures and movements at the same time for several minutes he continued to utter these words until at length the growing volume dominated the whole room and mastered the manifestation of all that opposed it for just as he understood the spiritual alchemy that can transmute evil forces by raising them into higher channels so he knew from long study the occult use of sound and its direct effect upon the plastic region wherein the powers of spiritual evil work their fell purposes harmony was restored first of all to his own soul and thence to the room and all its occupants and after himself the first to recognize it was the old dog lying in his corner flame began suddenly uttering sounds of pleasure that something between a growl and a grunt that dogs make upon being restored to their master's confidence dr silence heard the thumping of the collie's tail against the floor 
and the grunt and the thumping touched the depths of affection in the man's heart and gave him some inkling of what agonies the dumb creature had suffered next from the shadows by the window a somewhat shrill purring announced the restoration of the cat to its normal state smoke was advancing across the carpet he seemed very pleased with himself and smiled with an expression of supreme innocence he was no shadow cat but real and full of his usual and perfect self-possession he marched along picking his way delicately but with a stately dignity that suggested his ancestry with the majesty of egypt his eyes no longer glared they shone steadily before him they radiated not excitement but knowledge clearly he was anxious to make amends for the mischief to which he had unwittingly lent himself owing to his subtle and electric constitution still uttering his sharp high purrings he marched up to his master and rubbed vigorously against his leg then he stood in his hind feet and pawed his knees and stared beseechingly up into his face he turned his head towards the corner where the collie still lay thumping his tail feebly and pathetically john silence understood he bent down and stroked the creature's living fur noting the line of bright blue sparks that followed the motion of his hand down its back and then they advanced together toward the corner where the dog was smoke went first and put his nose gently against his friend's muzzle purring while he rubbed and uttering little soft sounds of affection in his throat the doctor lit the candle and brought it over he saw the collie lying on its side against the wall it was utterly exhausted and foam still hung about its jaws its tail and eyes responded to the sound of its name but it was evidently very weak and overcome smoke continued to rub against its cheek and nose and eyes sometimes even standing on its body and kneading into the thick yellow hair flame replied from time to time by little licks of the tongue most of them curiously misdirected but dr silence felt intuitively that something disastrous had happened and his heart was wrung he stroked the dear body feeling it over for bruises or broken bones but finding none he fed it with what remained of the sandwiches and milk but the creature clumsily upset the saucer and lost the sandwiches between his paws so that the doctor had to feed it with his own hands and all the while smoke meowed piteously then john silence began to understand he went across the farther side of the room and called aloud to it flame old man come at any other time the dog would have been upon him in an instant barking and leaping to the shoulder and even now he got up though heavily and awkwardly to his feet he started to run wagging his tail more briskly he collided first with the chair and then ran straight into a table smoke trotted close at his side trying his very best to guide him but it was useless dr silence had to lift him up into his own arms and carry him like a baby for he was blind end of case one part six recording by draconis the real basement dwellers podcast will work for money dot net